don't matter what your name is Share your story, we'll be waiting for What's up, everybody, and welcome back to For the Haters podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Talisha. But before we let Talisha introduce herself, I will let you know who is in the room. Uh, You have myself, Becky. (laughs) Um, And then you have Devin, who is our videographer and editor. What's going on? (laughs) And then we have Laura, who is our video... (laughs) Wait, Wait, what? <laughs> I stole your title. It's been a long day. Oh. Um, we have Laura, who is our writer and director. Hello, hello. Um, before we jump into things, if you guys have not done so already, make sure you go to our YouTube channel and check out our page and watch Talisha's video. Uh, this is a corresponding podcast that is a sister channel off of it. Um, but welcome back, guys. We're happy you're here. Uh, Talisha, welcome. Welcome Thank to you. Welcome to the podcast. Um if you want to go ahead and kind of just give us a little background of yourself, uh, once again, the people cannot see you, and if they have not watched the YouTube channel, they don't know anything about you. <laughs> so my name is Talisha. I am 27 years old. I have muscular dystrophy, so I'm confined to a wheelchair. While it does confine me, it does not define me, so I basically try to live life to the fullest. Um, I'm a mother of three children, two of which are twins, happily married. And like I said, I just like to enjoy life. <laughs> As you hear the, the kid yell in the background. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't we all. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, we're, we're really happy to have you here. Um, we just had an awesome session, video session with you. To kind of go over what we went over in the video, um, you know, your childhood, you've been in a wheelchair your whole entire life. Uh, you spoke really highly of your parents, uh, you know, always raising you to not really seem like you were any different than anyone else. They always wanted you to make sure that you had the most normal life that you could. Um, if you could just kind of talk about your childhood a little bit, uh, you know, the memories that you have and, you know, how how was life then? Right. So um, just to start off, I definitely do. Um, seek to seek fit that I give all credit to my parents for me being the person I am today, um, as you touched on. And just to spin off a little bit off of that, um, my childhood really was not, it wasn't normal in the sense that um, it was like any other child. Um, The first few years of my life were pretty much hospital visits, hospital stays, and things like that. But despite all of the medical, um, you know, issues that I had first coming into the world. My parents really instilled in me to live life to the fullest and to not really have the mindset of I can't, but to have it as I can. I've lived with that mindset from birth all the way up until now. I do believe that I can do anything um, that I put my mind to do. And it might be done a little differently in some instances but um, the end result is that it does get done so that's pretty much um, how I sort of live my life you know knowing that I can do anything you know it's it's really inspiring to hear someone like you in your situation that you know doesn't see limits for yourself and you continue to you know take these steps through every every chapter of your life and you know overcome these obstacles with pride and 
happiness. Um, you, we talk about your husband, which I'd like to jump into next. Um, I'm sure that your husband has had a huge impact on your life. You guys, you know, met in college. Mm-hmm. Um, you've started a family together. If you could kind of just tell us a little bit about him and your relationship and how your relationship transpired and, and, and all of that. So initially, um, my husband and I were student and tutor relationship. Uh, he was my tutor in statistics initially because um, I was having a little difficulties in that area. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took statistics in college. Yeah, it's brutal. I remember. It's really brutal. Um, so I had no choice but to seek a tutor um, for that subject, and it happened to be Quentin. Um, how did you find him? Like, was he employed by the university? Like, how, how did you go no, about that? No, um, I met him through a friend that she, like, basically knew I was having issues in statistics, and she sort of um, referred him, you know, uh, but just as a tutor, not like relationship, <laughs> get married. Just as kids. a tutor. <laughs> um, so, you know, he made the subject really easy. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was able to easily understand it, and I passed with a B, so... He did his job, I'd like to say. Yeah. Um, And then sort of from there, he voluntarily gave me his number in case I needed any further help, Um, even though I don't see why I would need. Looking back on it, I don't see why I would have needed help beyond beyond my class. (laughs) But um, (laughs) um, so, yeah, he gave me his number, and, you know, we texted here and there. Um, he, you know, checked up on me, like, class-wise initially, and then he asked how class was, but it had been, like, three weeks since the <laughs> class was over. I was like, <laughs> There was a done. low probability <laughs> right. that he needed him again. That's class a statistic pun. <laughs> um, and then he straight out asked, like, how is your day? And it sort of transpired into a friendship. And um, sort of from there, he asked me, like, I would say after a few months, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Um, unfortunately, I said no. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> and then a few weeks after that, he asked again. I said no again. And I guess the third time's a charm. So uh, because of how persistent he was, that's really, like, what attracted me to him, I would say, um, was his persistence and, like, willingness to... Um, sort of, pers- you know, pursue me. Um, but, of course, you know, as a person in the wheelchair, you sort of develop this wall, right, like, relationship-wise, um, despite, like, my life and my accomplishments and things like that. My love life is something I really didn't think about, like, for a good part of my life. Um, not for any, like, specific reason. I just, you know, it happens and it happens. So I really didn't know, you know, his intentions. Um, but, you know, as the friendship sort of progressed and, you know, I saw I was able to see him for who he was. And um, I, you know, thought like I would give it a try, you know, since we started as friends um, before he asked me and sort of how that developed. And then 
you know happily ever after <laughs> was there any was there any moment um you know in that dating scene of things uh, like the question of someone's intentions and you know obviously <clears throat> they're getting into a life a little bit more complicated than if they were going into a life with someone that was able-bodied um so do, does that like come up in conversation when you first start dating someone right yeah so it does because I'm very upfront and transparent with um, the people that I date, more specifically uh, Quentin, because after I would say like a year and a half, it was like my long, it was officially like my longest relationship, romantically wise, and um, so. But prior to that, I was very transparent with him. Like, you know, I'm not like any other girl. I know a lot of girls say that, but <laughs> I mean, I, me- I meant it for other reasons. Um, so I sort of laid out, you know, what um, what I, you know, what challenges would pose out of our relationship, such as like, you know, uh, assistance. How would that work? Like, if we had to go somewhere, like on a date or something. I'd have to be, like, picked up and... Transferred. Yeah, transferred. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, also requires a lot of trust from my end for to allow someone to be able to pick me up. You know, I don't want to fall. So so that was... It was a lot of conversation that took place to get to the point where, like, I trusted him enough for us to date on a romantic level. Of course, he wasn't lifting me as my tutor so (laughs) (laughs) of course (laughs) of course not (laughs) so he had to like you know get to know me on a different level um and that's like different even in situations where like friends like decide to date they say they're getting to know each other on a different level but like for me for him and I it was like very different like um you know lifting me and I didn't want him to like help me without asking if I needed help first. Um, so I was very uh, transparent with like my abilities, what I can do. I can feed myself. I can do whatever. Like write. Um, I don't need you to like sign a check for me or like if we're out to dinner. Mm-hmm. So not that I would have to sign because it's a date, but just like Devin thoughts. I think it's good that you're um that you're you were transparent with him about that. I know that in, you know, the wheelchair community, it's like an unspoken rule of not helping unless being asked for help um you know i just know that from personal experience Mm -hmm. but anytime you go out there's always someone trying to help and Mm -hmm. and they mean well by it definitely um but you really shouldn't ask if they need help in um, unless it seems like they actually really do right um so i guess that's a note for everyone to take listening noted (laughs) (laughs) ask first um and also i mean we have a few challenges, like we're interabled couple, we're interracial couple. So um, the interracial part, like he's part Asian. So um, he had to really understand like what it really means to be disabled. And it doesn't mean like I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. It means I can do everything just differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was sort of 
a challenge in the beginning, I would say, just because even though I said I didn't need help, he thought I did need help, and that was pretty hard yeah. <laughs> to let him know. <laughs> so being that you're uh, an interracial couple, mm -hmm. did you ever come across any complications? Were there any issues mm -hmm. uh, pertaining to that? Um, not so much issues, but like obstacles, I would say. Um, more specifically with like my now in-laws, um, the Asian side. My, just to clarify, my husband's like half Polish, half Asian. So with the Asian side, and to, wait, to clarify for those who can't see you, I mean, your ethnic oh, breakdown I'm, I'm would sorry. be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm African American. So it's African American for me. And then my husband is Asian and Polish. So um, you said there were complications? Or? There were. So um, what, obstacles, sort of. Obstacles. Yeah. What were those obstacles? Um, I would say that it's not really tradition to like date outside of your culture um and his culture sorry i didn't mean to say your but um, <laughs> yeah. his yeah so culture. disapproval disapproval from the family initially yeah um just because you know i'm in a wheelchair yeah i'm outside of the culture and so it it took some educating on my part for them okay to be so, able to voice you know um so where are they at today? How how's oh, the relationship? We're, today we're great. You know, I um, giving them three new family members. Yeah, um, <laughs> they you know attended the wedding and it was we're great today. We've come a pretty long way, I would say. And now um, it's definitely something that like I'm glad we were able to overcome. So talking about, you know, you, you just brought up your three children, you know, how does that conversation start? How does it, you know, do you have to have the conversation of, do you, you know, obviously everyone has to have a conversation of, do you want to have kids? Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously with your condition, there's a lot more to think about going Definitely. into it. Um, you know, talk about that a little bit and the conversations that maybe you guys had, the doctor's visits, the, the next steps of talking about starting a family right so um i don't recommend this to anyone but like in terms of my family starting it really it, i wasn't really as proactive as i should have been in terms of consulting with my doctor first um like seeing genetic um counselors and things of that such that th those things sort of took place after i was already pregnant so in terms of initially talking about children, we knew we both wanted children. Um, it happened a lot sooner than expected. Um, my twins are honeymoon babies. <laughs> so, okay. Like to the day. So they weren't yeah. planned? Wow. They were not planned. Uh, I, I wanted okay. to be married for a year. That was, that was our initial plan, to be married for a year. Okay. Um, at least a year. Now, and, now, is it common for people in your condition to bear children? It was not, no. And you and you bared your ch child trouble twins. Your twins, twins yes. yes, that's crazy. Um, scientific term is monodisagotic twins, identical twins. Yeah. So um, that was a little. Uh, it was a shock. The car ride was silent. <laughs> it, it was silent. Uh, not gonna lie. Um, it was just. 
it took a while to process uh, that we were having twins. But um, after, you know, the initial shock, I, I myself was excited. Um, my husband was excited. He was shocked. Um, our family was shocked. In terms of, like, doctor's visits and things like that, I was sort of like, I don't want to say um, a lab rat, but that's what I'll say. <laughs> that's what I'll classify it as. Um, I was a lab rat, and only because there was a lack of education on my doctor's um, part, you know, of how to handle a patient with pregnancy and muscular dystrophy. Um, there's not really much literature on it at all. So, and then twins at that. Then twins, exactly. So we sort of just winged it. And, um, That's so interesting. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, my confidence really helped me get through. My confidence and my support system. Um, like I said, I, I knew I could get through anything. So it was like a week-by-week week process. Were you constantly going to the doctor every week? Was that? No, that was wasn't it? until, um, I would say, the beginning or the end of the second trimester. How many months? <laughs> oh, that's like um, six months at that point, right? Yeah, the end of six months. That's when my um, doctor's visits pretty much increase. And, you know, I started going every week more frequently. Can I ask a personal question? Of course. Because I, I know very little about I love this. personal questions. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Um, Here we go, guys. So, <laughs> so I'm not very uh, intelligent when it comes to biology mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't even really know what are <coughs> organs versus muscles. Right. What? Well, because the heart is a muscle. but you would, uh, Right? But, right. But it's an organ. But it's too. also an organ. Yeah. So it's like, how do you have this overlap? <laughs> right. Uh, so. Sounds like you do know. It's. <laughs> liar. <laughs> so. When it comes to you know your your female reproductive system, mm-hmm. is it so? So did you give in? Was your birth natural, or did you have a, a C section? Oh, I had a C section. You had a C section, yeah. but that is but is that because no. having muscular dystrophy mm-hmm. prevents you from using whatever muscles are necessary mm-hmm. to push a child out? So the plan. Really trying to be delicate here. No, I mean no, so. Just a disclaimer. There's really, it's really, really, really hard to offend me. Okay. okay. Yeah. Really hard. Because it's really easy for me to offend no. people. As, so. as a no, deep breath really, gets let out. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I just want to put that out there. But um, so the initial plan going in was for me to um, push because there's like tools that could have helped me um, with labor and such. Okay. But um. My birth for my twins ended up being a preventative uh, emergency C-section. Okay. So my appointment, uh, I was 28 weeks, two weeks shy of 29 weeks. Um, and no, not two, two days, I'm sorry. Two days shy of 28 weeks um, or 29 weeks. Right. It's been a long day. It's a lot of numbers. <laughs> but that's also pretty premature. Right? It is. 39 yeah. is a full... It is. Okay. Yeah. So, what well, I think 36 weeks is considered it's a full gestation. Full term, okay. Yeah. Um, which is where they, they wanted me to go for like bearing twins. Okay. Um, so, that was pretty early. But, long story short, what happened is I went to that last appointment 
and they said it looked like um, one of the twins, twin A, which was near the lower half of me, um, his oxygen was intermittently getting cut off. So they wanted to admit me initially just for observation and for the weekend. And I was like freaking out. <laughs> um, but I mean, I was freaking out because I had a bridal shower to attend and I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Priority. Just say you missed that? <laughs> yeah, it's safe to say. For good reason. I opt out of bridal showers. So. <laughs> but, um, Is your excuse that you're having a C-section? I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was in the, um, yeah, so I was in the hospital, and um, my mom even prepped me. She was like, I think they're going to take the twins. And I was like, no, I'm here for observation. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm glad she did prep me because they were like, you know, when I went to sleep that night, they, were, they of course, monitored the babies um, throughout the night, and they were like, yeah, you're going to have to give birth. So wow. It, so, so the... It was a C-section. Because okay. they weren't in position. They were um, breached. Oh. So okay. they weren't... I, I couldn't even, Both like, of push. Them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But so, so the... So... But to, had that not happened, had, right. had both twins not been breached... Right. You you could have and intended to have a natural birth. Uh, yes, interesting. Definitely, okay. and my eight month old, same story. Well, not same exact story, but um, what happened with him is I went in. Um, I was had like I had pneumonia. I was sick really bad with him, and um, I so I took myself to the hospital and they uh, diagnosed me with pneumonia, and that's a common disease for like people with muscular dystrophy because of the restricted um you know breathing ability so interesting yeah i didn't know that either so um it's common but throughout the years i've gotten it less and less um just because i've been trying to take good care of myself but um i had pneumonia and they pretty much said we're gonna you know keep you here for a few days and then lab work revealed that i also had preeclampsia so the only um, cure for that is to give birth. So I, Man. I had to get a C-section. But all, all kids now are healthy and, and perfectly... Healthy, happy, ornery. <laughs> you can hear me yelling in the back of the Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, they're definitely happy. So I, I have a question. Um, sure. You keep bringing up your mother, and mm-hmm. I, I have a... I was wondering what... what um, I do that subconsciously, by the no. way. It's like... No, no. Um, <laughs> I was wondering what her career is. I, I, yeah. I know that she's had such an impact on your life, mm-hmm. and I'm, di- I'm just curious to what she does for a living. Oh, she's a compliance analyst. Interesting. Yeah. So she... Um, and what does your father do? My father is a construction worker. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It, it just seems, um, you know, like they were fully prepared to give yeah. you a life that... You know, I don't think anyone really is prepared for they, it. They were not prepared at all. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically. Um, so as I've become an adult and, you know, navigating through adulthood, I've begun to talk to my mom specifically more about, like, where did she get her strength from? Where did it derive from? Because mm-hmm. um, she had me at a young age. Um, she was 18, I believe. And... You know, I've tried putting myself in her shoes. I had my first child at, or first two kids, um, at, I think, 25, I want to say, or 26. 
25. Um, but, and they were in the NICU. And even as a 25-year-old, I was like, this is a lot, you know? Um, so I can only imagine as an 18-year-old my condition. And my kids were healthy, they just were born early. Mm-hmm. And so having all the appendages that I've had, that I had, um, I just would like to know where she got her strength. And she just, you know, a consistent answer with her is she just had faith, you know. Um, she knew that she had this daughter and she needed help. And um, she knew from the start she wanted me to, like, oh, God, I don't want to tear up. But uh, she knew that she wanted me to have a normal life as possible. That's all she wanted to provide for me was her normal life. So. While, while others might call this spoiled, but she like never told me no. And it's because, you know, she always wanted me to have every opportunity and she's definitely my biggest supporter, I would say. Yeah, she sounds like an incredible, incredible person. Thank you so much. You you speak very positively um, you. when you, you know, reflect on your life and it's, it's, I, you know, and I don't, I don't, you also use the, the word normal a lot and, mm-hmm. and I don't, mean to echo that you know as to say that no somebody else is or isn't Mm -hmm. because I know that we all have different definitions of it but you know I don't hear able-bodied people Mm -hmm. talking nearly as positively when they reflect on their own lives as you do yours in the last two hours and it's 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 very it's inspiring thank you so much no thank you thank you I I hear that a lot a lot and it's just I mentioned um in the episode like what a lot of people um, see, they classify it as extraordinary, and like I see it as ordinary. Like I'm just, you know, living my life, and I want to just show others, no matter what you have or what challenges you might face. Um, I always tell people straight up, like if I can do it, you can do it. Right. <laughs> like skydiving. And, uh, yeah. 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 I'm so excited about that. But you're going skydiving, so right? I, I do want to say my mom is not a supporter. But she knows I'm going to do it regardless, and I'm excited. When are you going? The 29th. Is that a Monday? It's the last Monday of the month. I I think it's the 29th. Actually, no, I think it is. I think you're right. I don't even know what today is. I know when the 20th is a Sunday of a bridal shower. (laughs) 29th. So um, I'm super excited. It's through, um, oh goodness, I think it's Fly something. Probably. I fly. Sounds about right. It's, it's, I in, fly. it's the indoor skydiving. Yes. Okay. It's in um, King of Prussia. Yeah, I, I know That's exactly awesome. what you're talking yeah. about. I've I've done that in indoor skydiving before. Well, it's a lot like harder. It? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It's a lot harder than it looks, though. It's like a big old fan. Yeah. 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 It's it's tough to get off that net. I've actually done it before. You got to like position your body just the right way oh to so that the the air <laughs> lifts you up yeah. on the net. Have you guys it's also cool. been regular skydiving to compare the two, or no? No, I no just the indoor one. I would like to go regular what? skydiving. You've only, you've only done the indoor one. No, I've I've done. Oh, you've done regular both. Skydiving. Well, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Look at you. You're a little jealous. jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that they're gonna. I'm assuming that they're gonna have someone, um, like helping. So, they do they know the situation like. So interesting fact about them that every last Monday of the month, they have a. All, it's called All Abilities Night. Wow. So, That's like, cool. nothing but disabled people go. What? I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, should, I, I, like I want to tell George. Giving them free advertising right I now. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, tell Jill. Tell George. Tell I everyone. know. <laughs> tell Eric. 
I'm about to call them right now, like <laughs> group chat. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really excited. That's that, awesome. That is really um, cool. And you get a discounted rate for being disabled. That's another thing about it, being disabled. You get a lot of perks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Eric. That's what Eric said. A lot of perks. A lot, a lot of prime he's like, parking. You got, he's yes. like, you got to use it to your advantage yes. when you can. Yeah. I Absolutely. try not to, but sometimes. Yeah, I do. my younger brother is disabled, and we always get the front front yes. row at the parking lot. Yes. Nice. nice. You get butt through lines and. Like when I went to Disney yeah. World, I didn't have to yeah. like wait in line. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. People get That's angry, awesome. but oh well. Life goes on. <laughs> they do not deserve you, you to get what, angry. You know what's funny? I, I just went on a a flame. A flame. <laughs> a fucking day. Um, I just went to Florida and I went on a flight mm-hmm. and. Uh, George gets on first oh. when you when you go into flights yeah. because he has to transfer yeah. and then go down, and I and I just saw these people and in the back of my head I'm like say something, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I dare someone to say something because <laughs> like yeah. you could just tell people were like a little bit annoyed that you know we were going first but yeah. it's how are you gonna get how are you gonna get annoyed I just wanted that? to be like yeah. I, I, I was like waiting for someone to say something and I would just be like all right. You let him not be paralyzed. You can be paralyzed, and you can switch positions, and, yeah. then, and then we can talk. It's wild that they're inconvenienced by that. Like, <laughs> no, just can you just, like do, do people have no empathy? Like, can oh, you no. not? Think especially about... especially getting on an airplane, all you're gonna do is just sit, sit for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. than it's everyone a cold, else. cold world out there. It's you're true. still gonna get the same seat. It's printed on your ticket. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you ever experience any type of like negative? Mm-hmm. You oh. Uh, all the time. Are you serious? Yeah, all the time. Like, like what? Like, tell us a, a story. Um, let me think quick on my feet. So, uh, another airplane story. Um, I forget where I was going. Oh, honeymoon. Um, we went on a eight day cruise. Nice. Um, cruises are the most accessible vacation. Yeah. Never been on yeah. one. Oh, they're fun. You have to go. Yeah. it's it's fun. Where'd you go? Um, Bahamas. Virgin Islands and British. Okay. Virgin Islands. That's a hot, the hot spots. Yeah, yeah, I got. To, it was fun. I got to swim with dolphins. Oh, and, all right. In the Bahamas, but That's awesome. sad story. Uh, yeah, back to the story. The 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 boat almost left us because we got lost in the Bahamas. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't have been bad. <laughs> been stuck in the Bahamas well, for, for a few extra days. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we were getting on the plane, and um someone they were not right behind us but like a few people behind us and they started yelling like why like why did she get to get on first and um i was like giving my husband this look because he's very blunt and so i was giving him this look like don't say anything because a lot of stuff i just brush off um it's ignorance you need to. yeah yeah i, I just brush it off and um so we, ju- I just ignored her, and then when she finally like got to get to her seat, and she like mumbled, I don't know if she like wanted me to hear, but she was like, they're always um, feeling entitled, and th- the world doesn't stop for them. And Are you, my mouth, was, oh my god! And I was like, I turned to her and I said, actually, it does for a few seconds. I'm sorry you couldn't wait. <laughs> and she was just like. She didn't say anything. Like, what, how? I don't. There's it a was, special place in hell for people <laughs> like that. It was. It was awkward. Um, yeah, people are. And really... honestly, like even, even if like, 
someone was someone in your condition or Mm -hmm. someone like actually bound to a chair Mm -hmm. was taking advantage of a situation whether it be like a sporting event right a concert if they were taking advantage of their chair in that situation how can you even be mad because of the life they live let them let them yeah as Mm -hmm. as if it's not like challenging enough that we sit in a chair yeah right all the time you know um there's other this other like the story's kind of awkward but uh (laughs) So my um, husband, he like helps me in the bathroom, like whenever we're out in public. Mm. And, um, you know, of course, our first choice is always the family restroom because it's gender neutral. Mm -hmm. Um, This one particular place. We were in Atlanta, I believe, and it was not gender neutral. So, I mean, I'm not going to hold my pee. Yeah, yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, I was like, come on, let's go. Like, I went to the bath. So he was helping me. And, like, it's already awkward there after bringing him in there. So we try to, like, be quiet. Which it really shouldn't be. But I understand. It's a different story. Different conversation. Um, And the woman, like, shout, is there a man in the woman's bathroom? And I was like, yes, ma'am, there is. It's my husband. He has to help me. And she was like, "Um, I can't believe there's a man in the woman's bathroom. And oh I was like, well, God. ma'am, if you would like to help me, you're more than welcome. No. And <laughs> she, like, she kind of, like, shut up. And she, there was a security guard, actually, like, not far outside the bathroom. And so I heard her, like, telling him. By that time, I was already done the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So he, like, tried to approach us. And I was like, well, I don't know what you wanted me to do. Like, I had to use the bathroom. And he was like, hold on, I have to, um, he wanted to page someone to like talk about and i was like well it's already done i'm leaving I'm so not, not only did she say something to you she actually she told, told on you yeah. she reported this she tattled told yeah i don't have i don't have like a filter like i've gotten in multiple fights with people in situations that i've gone through either with jill or george yeah um it's crazy it's insane it's just like and it's it initially it was hard for me to adjust to because you know in school and you know college you're kind of in a bubble it's like expected that mm-hmm. you get extra assistance when needed true but yeah. when you're like out in the real world it's cool so yeah. i um i'm glad you know i have the heart to deal with it <laughs> i my approach to a lot of it is just sarcasm like like really you're really saying something? humor that's it's a, <laughs> it's a running yeah running uh what's it called it's funny. common it's, run, it's like like you run on a humor? running trend. Yeah. No, like humor is a run is a running theme through to get through things. To get oh, through yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to laugh at that yeah. situation that actually made me mad. That was pretty free. Yeah. I just feel bad for those type of people. Yeah. You know, their yeah. life must be real miserable to get upset at things like that. Definitely. That is true. Like all that like negativity that they just mm-hmm. carry around with them. Definitely. I um. I have some when you guys were talking about the airplanes. I have horror stories about this. Uh, I'm sure. Break my chair, like, every single Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, like, a huge issue. There's a specific um, airline that I won't name. Uh, Delta. They broke my chair twice. Twice. <laughs> twice. Didn't waste any time. But um Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen like videos of like the guys who handle the luggage just like tossing yeah. them. Yes. Tossing they them. treat it like luggage. Yeah. yeah. Like, like they're just like boxes. Yeah. Like this is precious cargo. Yeah. Like careful okay. with it. Uh, but the second time that um they broke my chair I actually had a front row window seat. 
to see it. So I called it on camera. Oh, yeah, fuck. and they did not like that. <laughs> but um, so they did this twice. You flew. You it's flew like it. a, you've it's, flown it twice, and it's like a twice? common thing. Well, yeah. I only flew it the second time because they gave me free vouchers <laughs> because they broke the it the first time. Wow. So, I was oh, like, so, what, so what, did, what did you get the second? What did they do the second time? Another voucher. So you're gonna fly but, a third day? No, I just discarded it. It's not even worth it after a certain point. Wow. And I Did they pay for the changes of your the fix? Yeah, yeah. But they wanted me to go through their vendor and I was like, No, you're gonna go through my vendor and I literally told um the guys, you know, it's equivalent to breaking my legs. And I don't know if you thought I was yeah. joking, but I mean, it is. Like yeah. um Wow. So yeah, it was bad. I, I get severe anxiety when I fly planes. But yeah, um, it's you yeah, know, I mean, it comes it's like with the completely territory. out of your comfort zone. And and you have no control. <laughs> it comes with the territory, though, definitely. Hmm. <laughs> so, Talisha, sure. yes. What do you do for fun now? What are your? Uh-huh. You got any hobbies? Um. So, the weird thing. I'm trying to like find myself again after motherhood. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. My life is really engulfed with them. Um, but, you know, I love to travel. Mm-hmm. That's why when you guys asked me to come to you, I, it was no question. Yeah. Um, I love to travel. That's number one. Um, you know, the new hobby of vlogging. Is oh, yeah, that's thing. right. Yeah. That's right. You have your uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> yes. And how, how regularly do you release content? I, I want to do uh, weekly, mm-hmm. but I've had this annoying thing with my voice um i'm almost recovered from it but um so i want to do weekly Mm -hmm. and Uh, so is that just about your your everyday life yeah and like fun events like i'm going on the 26th i'm going to cardi b concert Mm -hmm. i'm so excited (laughs) oh yeah you put that you're a cardi b lover right Mm -hmm. i am i'm a huge fan um so where's the concert it's at the uh, 76ers Fieldhouse in Delaware. Huh. Yeah. I've never even heard of that. I haven't either, but definitely going. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, are you going to Are you gonna do an episode on your skydiving experience? Definitely. Yeah, for yes. sure. <laughs> great. Definitely. That's great yeah. content. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's Actually, awesome. I have a question about the concert. So, sure. like, what sort of, because uh, I've never really you know, I never bothered to look mm-hmm. like, when I've gone to concerts. There's but not many accessible. That's, like, yeah, options. so like not, how's that yeah, it's been terrible. for you in the past? So this is my first concert, actually. Oh. Yeah, but in terms of I've been to like plays and stuff like, um, you know, venues that have structured seating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like so weird because they like to like place you in awkward places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That inconveniences you like what to the you... side or to the back and it's just Yeah, it's like yeah. weird. And then, then there's is. like where do the people like there's always only one seat next to yes, you and then yes. it's like what if you're there with multiple people? What if I come with an entourage? Like, yeah. You get one seat. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and there's like limited limited tickets and stuff mm-hmm. um like for for like accessible seating. Right. Yeah. It's so I mean, I mean think about it. That's why like and we've talked about this before. You know, how often do you see people out in wheelchairs? Like, mm. you know, you, you don't really see people. No, yeah, which is no. why I've never even noticed, you know, I've never that's, noticed that. That's but. what I was going to say. Um, in the defense of people that, like, are not as educated about, like, disabled people, um, we, I say we, like, as a whole, but I don't include myself. Like, we don't go out a lot. And 
we we sort of place limits on ourselves a lot of the times and like place ourselves in these in this bubble right like but so are you placing seeing... yourself there or definitely is it because not. right like no. uh, establishments oh, have placed you there that um well for me even if an established tried to place me there i don't really um subscribe to that like idea um i never have it's okay. like no we're gonna find a way good for instance with college you know i was the first person in the wheelchair to like live on campus where'd you go to school widener university oh, okay yeah. it's right outside philly Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of adaptations had to be made. Um, I don't know if any of you guys stayed on campus, but like a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed on campus. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times you like slide, you open the door by sliding your ID card mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get in. I can't, obviously, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually came up with this like remote system for me oh that's awesome it it's really cool that they accommodated for it, you. it is and i i'm just like i love i love widener really <laughs> um but just shout out to widener yes yeah. just not but, delta <laughs> <laughs> um so they they did that for me so situations like that even if society places you in a bubble you have to just kind of you know um do what you can to like make an idea even if you have to become like the first person to do it or something like that you just have to be your own advocate and it's cool because you kind of were like the pioneer of this for widener university definitely yeah and they kept it like that even after i left so that's pretty cool i'm sure there are are, are, there have to be more people (laughs) that are gonna enter that college and i really hope so um it saddened me a little that i was like the first but I mean, I understand why. Yeah, I understand why a lot of people just they don't they're afraid to take that risk. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, it was a risk. Like, I I got some weird stories where I like I was like, if only I had someone with me. (laughs) Like, I one time I um was in my room and I like dropped my key, and then I was trying to like call campus safety to come let me in or like pick my key up. And then I dropped my phone. <laughs> so, but thankfully, like they were on the phone. And oh, so wow. I was Sorry, talking. That's actually yeah. so funny. I was like talking to them while the phone was on the floor, <laughs> and like shouting. It was awkward. That's so sad. <laughs> it's funny because you have like such a dry sense. Like you're really monotone when you're te- like when you're saying funny things. Right. So it makes it Sarcasm. so much funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delta. <laughs> um. But yeah, just stuff like that. You just have to like navigate through life, and um, you know, do things the best way you know how. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, on that note, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we like to end every segment uh, sort of the same way. We Mm -hmm. we we ask that our guests share some piece of advice for anyone listening, and it could be on you know on either side of this story. Advice to the airlines. What is, yeah. what is that? Is that an airplane? Yeah, yeah ironically. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Um, second, so in case that pilot's listening. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In case the, the Delta <laughs> employees are tuning in. Uh, yeah, what would you, you know, what what is something that you'd like to say to someone either that has muscular dystrophy or is in a, in a wheelchair for other reasons or, or somebody that might be, you know, a friend or a partner to someone in your condition? Like what... You know, what would you say? I would tell them 
can it be the same advice? Yeah, sure. Episode? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, there are people that probably listen to one another. Yeah. So. I forgot what I said, actually. But um, <laughs> I would say that, um, I would say not to, like, place limits on yourself. Because as a disabled person, um, you are already, you know, limited physically. That doesn't mean that you have to be limited in the things that you do and the way that you do it. Um, just sort of try to live life as if you don't have a disability. And then for the advice of for people that might care for someone with a disability, just sort of um, treat them as you would anyone else. It sounds so cliche, but it really goes a long way. I've so you'd be surprised like how many times my friends will say something like, um, for instance, when I used to catch the city bus, they'd say, come on, Talisha, we got to run the bus. Is about to leave. And I'm like, dude, I can't run. <laughs> and, like, they they literally tell me, like, I forget you're in a wheelchair. Or those, like, make plans. And I'm like, well, how are we going to do it this way? You know, I have to do it this way. Oh, I forgot you're in a wheelchair. So I would say, like, live your life as if you're not in a wheelchair. And I feel like a lot of people would be like, that's like not really realistic, but it is. I um I think my confidence and my personality outshines my wheelchair. I'd have to, yeah, I definitely yeah. have to agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I I'm really proud of that because mm-hmm. as you should be. Yeah. yeah, just because like even with work and stuff, um, you know, interviewing and stuff, I I never put on a job application that I'm disabled, and that's because you're obviously gonna see that when I come to the interview mm-hmm. um and i just try to let that outshine you know awesome. my disability yeah that's cool. great um you know for anyone that's listening you should definitely check out uh talisha's youtube channel it's called uh rolling through life with talisha well that we'll have some links um for you guys either on our page our website um our youtube channel but definitely check her out um, so yeah, thank you so much for for joining us. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for um, having me. I've definitely enjoyed my time. This has been in, like an awesome conversation, and I, I just love doing these podcasts yeah, with yeah. with the guests. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so thanks guys for listening. Yeah. Um, if you haven't done so already, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, comment, do everything you can get the word out. Um, each person that you share our channel with is another person that we could help make them realize they aren't alone in things that they're going through. Um, so we really appreciate it every time that you guys share. Uh, so yeah, and thanks for joining. And uh, until next week, right, yep. guys? Yeah, thank you, guys. Talisha, <laughs> it was a pleasure. Yes, likewise. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, <laughs> awesome. For the haters, for the haters, come on to it now or later. Whoa, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It don't matter. What's your name and share your story? We'll be waiting. Go, go, go.